Well, welcome to November. We've set the clocks back, we're wondering what to do with the leftover Halloween candy, and maybe we've already watched more than a few Christmas movies. Yes, there will always be those among us who insist on waiting until Thanksgiving or even later before getting into their Christmas spirit, but for people like you and me, I'm back with another episode. Now maybe you've seen some of the same news stories I have where a lot of radio stations have already started playing Christmas music. And maybe you're looking to liven up your podcast playlist with some new festive content. And that's why you should head over to christmaspast.media and check out the definitive directory of Christmas podcasts. It's a directory of 170 Christmas podcasts at the time of this recording, grouped into 12 different categories. There is something for everyone and almost certain to be many podcasts that you'll be discovering for the very first time. The definitive directory of Christmas podcasts is the most complete and best organized listing of Christmas podcasts you will find anywhere else. I guarantee you that. So head over to christmaspast.media and scroll down on the homepage to the latest post section. The definitive directory of Christmas podcasts will remain pinned to the top of that area for the rest of the season. Also, don't forget to share a Christmas memory to appear in an episode later this season. All you have to do is record yourself into your phone's voice memo app and then send it over to christmaspasspodcast at gmail.com. Keep it reasonably short, clean, and family-friendly, and be sure to say your name and where you're from. And finally, if you take a minute to rate and review this show on Apple Podcasts, I will send you an official Christmas Past sticker and a handwritten Christmas card is my way of saying thanks. I sent two out just this morning, and I hope that the next one I send will be to you. So rate and review the show, and then get in touch for details. Alex Palmer is the author of The Santa Claus Man, and last year he and I collaborated on what, as far as I know, is the first ever Christmas true crime podcast. For the benefit of our newer listeners, My Dear Santa, A True Crime Christmas Caper, released right here on Christmas Past last Thanksgiving Day. Scroll down to November 28, 2019 in the Christmas Past podcast feed, and you'll find all six episodes there. Well, now Alex is back with an all-new book, The Atlas of Christmas. More than any other holiday, Christmas has been adapted and interpreted by different countries and communities to suit their particular culture. Alex's book aims to capture this range in all of its rich variety and explore how a tradition, whether a colorful ornament or a peculiar character, tells a much deeper story about that country and culture. The Atlas of Christmas aims to offer an entertaining survey of the many ways that Christmas has honored the world over, whether extravagant or intimate, sacred or silly. I caught up with Alex recently to discuss some of these traditions. I'll come back at the end to say goodbye, but for now, please enjoy my conversation with Alex Palmer. So, Alex, something that comes up a lot on Christmas Past is the idea that the Christmas we know and love today is really just the latest version of many Christmases from the past. And a lot of the traditions we enjoy in America come from other places, but it's also true that a lot of great Christmas traditions kind of stayed where they began and never made it over to America. Uh, For example, in the Ukraine, it's common to put up uh, spider webs around Christmas time. Tell me more about that. Yeah, that's right. That's that's a tradition uh, that, yeah, you wouldn't wouldn't usually you'd associate spider webs with a different holiday. But in Ukraine, they I think I'm pronouncing it correct. It's it's Pavuchki. Uh, it's, it's spelled uh, sort of like that. It's these sort of celebratory spider webs. It's not like a, a creepy Halloween kind of thing. They're usually kind of beautiful silver or 
uh, you know, sparkly kind of gold cobwebs that decorate the homes. And uh, it's not actually totally clear where exactly it came from. There's, there's a, a Ukrainian folk tale about a, a poor widow whose children were uh, excited about Christmas, you know, when, it, when a Christmas tree sprang up outside their home. But because they couldn't afford to decorate it uh, on Christmas Eve, supposedly the spiders outside heard the family weeping because they couldn't afford decorations. And so then the spiders kind of created the webs for them. So I believe that's where uh, that's supposed to have come from. But there's there's other uh, uh, stories of where that that's rooted in. But yeah, obviously, uh, you wouldn't see that uh, you're unlikely to see that in, in the state. So that's a very kind of particular Ukrainian Christmas tradition. Uh, but another thing that, of course, is a huge part of Christmas from the very uh, first time that we celebrate is the notion of a gift bringer. And here in America, and especially nowadays, that gift bringer is and will always be Santa Claus. Uh, however, in other parts of the world, there are other gift bringers who come along either on Christmas Eve or some other time to bring gifts to help celebrate Christmas. Can you tell us about some of the more interesting things that we'd find around the world? Yeah, absolutely. Well, certainly for just the the gift bringer, the Santa himself has all kinds of different uh, versions, depending on which uh, country you go to. So you'll, you'll see a lot of, like France has uh, Père Noël, uh, there's uh, like St. Basil the Great in Greece. And if you look at, and then of course, like Father Christmas in England, and it gets kind of, the lines are blurred between which of these characters kind of inspired the other and, and which pieces, especially because Santa Claus kind of grew out of a European tradition, but then a lot of European countries now have have sort of adopted some of the elements that were kind of an Americanized version that we sort of sold back to them as, as it's become mass uh, produced. But though there's those sort of classic Santa, Father Christmas sort of characters, there's also some more unique ones depending on where you go. In uh, the Basque region, they have this character called Olenzero that's this uh, giant uh, mountain uh, giant who, who is this very friendly fellow who um, he, he you know supposedly is the last of his race and kind of comes down from the mountain and brings gifts. Um, there's the Christ, Christ King Kindle uh, in Germany, which kind of started as it was an actual baby. It was when kind of the the sort of grew out of that that Protestant Reformation as they were trying to bring things back to uh, uh, you know away from the sort of saint idea and and the saint is the, the gift bringer and instead uh, actually had a baby it was sort of a, a baby Jesus that would bring the gifts to the families uh, that shifted now when you talk about Christ Kindle it, it's often just sort of a, a, a angelic child or you know maybe a, a girl dressed in white or something like that you might see um, and then of course kind of especially throughout the Latin American countries the, the three wise men are uh, uh, which have a much more biblical logic as gift bringers for the Christmas holiday. Those are more likely to see as the gift bringer figures and uh, particularly around Epiphany when the uh, Three Kings Day is celebrated almost as big of a holiday as Christmas itself, uh, because it's it's the t the, at least more of the, you know, the gift giving kind of uh, trappings that we usually associate with, with traditional Christmas. Um, and then Italy actually has this character, uh, speaking of sort of biblical connections and the, and the, the, the wise men of La Bafana. And uh, this is a character who sort of, she almost looks sort of like a, what you think of as a witch, uh, sort of, you know, the, the, the nose, sort of the, you know, broom uh, sometimes that she, she uh, has with her. And supposedly she was uh, a character that the three wise men uh, on their way to uh, to Bethlehem uh, encountered and you know asked to uh, you know which way uh, to go and she didn't know at the time or or that she she guided them but then they um, 
you know, she, they asked if she'd like to join them. She declined and then, uh, ended up, you know, regretting uh, and, and went to go find them. And supposedly, uh, you know, she, she's continuing on her, her journey to try to find them and, and bringing gifts along the way as she does. Uh, so you mentioned the the Chris Kindle, which I've always found interesting because there was a time when St. Nicholas and uh, the Chris Kindle were supposedly going around together, either on St. Nicholas mm-hmm. Eve or, or Christmas Eve. Uh, and that is why Chris Kindle was later mutated into what we now refer to as Chris Kringle, like a, a synonym for for Santa Claus. Uh, and it got me mm-hmm. thinking that the idea of of Santa Claus going around with someone to help deliver toys is something that we don't really have nowadays in America. But before, that was pretty common. And the people he would bring around with him tended to be kind of disciplinarian figures. Um, talk a little bit about some of those disciplinarian figures that would walk go around with, with uh, Santa Claus. Yeah, and that's really something as I was researching this book and just how different cultures are celebrating Christmas. And that's something, it, it is really uh, something we don't have so much in the U.S. There's a, there's a real dark side to the holiday that is embraced by a lot of other countries and cultures, particularly around Europe. Uh, and, and probably most famously uh, is the character of Krampus, who you find in, in Austria and Germany. And he's uh, kind of a classic devil character, long nose and uh, sort of uh, goat-like in some ways and kind of this fierce looking, you know, claws and and teeth and usually travels with a wicker basket on his back that he'll toss kids into or, you know, whip in his hand. And uh, yeah, he's sort of seen as the uh, the disciplinarian where, you know, Santa is kind of the, the friendly gift bringer, then Krampus is the one for if you've been naughty, he's the one you're you're going to be dealing with. So, you know, it goes beyond just coal in your stockings. Uh, but there's characters like that. Uh, Krampus is the most famous, but there's a lot similar to how there's a lot of different gift bringers kind of in the mold of uh, of St. Nick and, and Santa, there's a lot of different sort of Krampuses. There's, there's Nick Ruprecht, uh, and, and, uh, the character called Sert, uh, I think I'm pronouncing that right in the, the Czech, uh, and Slovak, uh, cultures going back. And, uh, and then in France, they have a, a figure named Hans Trapp, uh, who's, uh, you know, and a lot of these guys, they all have sort of a similar kind of look or, uh, kind of just, you know, cr- general creeps. Um, but I think Iceland kind of wins, uh, when it comes to the kind of the most uh, elaborate uh, creepy characters, they've got uh, Grilla, who's, who's sort of the uh, she's it's kind of a, a, a Christmas witch herself, but uh, definitely uh, up to no good. Her and her husband uh, supposedly live up in the mountains, and then not only is is she going out and uh, you know disciplining kids or, or tossing them into her pot and eating them for for dinner, but she's got uh, twelve children named the Yule Lads, and each one of them sort of has their own uh, little trick. There's like one called the Spoon Licker and Door Knocker, and they have all these different kind of clever names that they'll sort of, uh, uh, Window Peeper is one, and Candle Stealer, so these kind of uh, funny characters, and, and they sort of descend on uh, uh, on the homes at night, and, and if you don't, you know, do certain things, you're, you're going to get a visit from from the Yule Lads. So uh, she, and also kind of to, to um, you know, uh, round out the family she's got a gigantic black cat 
as well, uh, who also uh, tends to be, uh, you know, eat uh, naughty children. So there's there's a real like variety there. And that's something you don't see as much in, in the U.S. And I don't know, I, you're starting to see a little more interest in that and trying to incorporate, you know, there's, I've, you see uh, celebrations of Krampus have started popping up and uh, certainly nothing as elaborate as they'll have full, full-blown parades celebrating these characters in other countries. Uh, you don't see that so much here, but you are starting to see a real uh, interest in those sort of darker elements of Christmas as kind of a counter-programming to be uh, the cheery Christmas tunes you usually get. And I can tell you uh, firsthand, I was actually in Iceland a few days after Christmas, uh, I think three or four years ago, and at the Reykjavik airport, they have this huge Grilla display where she's sitting in front of a cauldron that you can sit in and have your picture taken, and the Yule lads, are, they're just everywhere. And whenever I've had the fortune to travel the world around Christmas time, you really get a sense of A, what you're missing out on, and B, this idea of like, well, why don't we do this here in America? Why don't we have the Yule lads? Or why don't we do, you know, spider webs? Uh, you know, it's just as festive and it makes just as much sense as any other. Um, as you were going doing the research for your book, were there any traditions that you really thought, you know, gosh, that would make a great addition to our Christmas here in America? Yeah, I think, you know, the, the, there are a number of, of cultures that have these great like games that they'll play. Uh, something in, in the Netherlands, they have these uh, Saint, they, they call it uh, the, they, they, it, it, the pronunciation I won't get right, but it's, it's like it's basically uh, Saint Nick poems that, that they'll do. Uh, and it's this tradition where they'll, there'll be sort of an exchange of gifts and you'll have this kind of simple poem. It's usually kind of teasing that you'll write for for another person, uh, for you know a loved one, family, or friend. Uh, and then you kind of are you know making fun of them a little bit, but then also giving them a gift. And uh, this gift is also almost sort of a, a teasing thing. It's usually some elaborately packed. It's not. I wouldn't quite call it like a white elephant gift, but it has that sort of tongue-in-cheek aspect where it might be something like uh, you know a small little token that's been frozen in a block of ice or something that's you know a box within a box within a box. And it just really has a real playfulness to it that uh, coming from a place that, you know, where, where you know, St. Nick is, is uh, you know, sort of a, a been, been around for quite a while. It's like really found a fun riff on the holiday. Um, and yeah, I think those kind of games, you don't see that as much. It's almost those, even, you know, in England, the sort of, you know, holiday parlor games and things like that. I feel like you, there aren't as many in this U.S. sort of little games and activities that you associate so much with the Christmas holiday. Uh, and I think that's something we could definitely be uh, trying to incorporate more of those into our own, uh, you know, into, into sort of making that part of the Christmas tradition. Thanks so much for listening. I sure hope you enjoyed that. And I hope maybe it gave you some ideas for things you might like to try yourself one day. 2020 is going to be such an unusual Christmas season. If you put up a spider web, no one would even blink. So now's a perfect time to try. And if you'd like to learn about even more things like that, well, why not picking up your own copy of The Atlas of Christmas? You need to look no farther than Amazon or your favorite independent bookseller. Again, that's Alex Palmer's The Atlas of Christmas. Now, I'll be back again in just a couple of days as we continue our countdown to Thanksgiving of 2020. That's when the all-new official 2020 season of Christmas Past begins, where I share the backstories to your favorite Christmas traditions and, of course, share your Christmas memories. Until we meet again, let me remind you as always that Christmas Past is produced in wonderful Willow Glen, California by yours truly, Brian Earl. 
Don't forget to subscribe to the show so you don't miss any of the fun in store between now and Christmas Day, and follow along on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And if you haven't yet joined the Private Christmas Past Facebook group, now's as good a day as any because we're celebrating all season long. And you can drop me a line anytime, and I really wish you would because I love hearing from you. You can reach me at christmaspastpodcast at gmail.com, and that is also the email to send me your Christmas memories. Again, just record a little something into your phone's voice memo app, keep it reasonably short, clean and family-friendly, and be sure to say your name and where you're from. I would love to share the things that make Christmas special to you with the rest of the Christmas Past family this year. Until we meet again, stay safe and healthy, look out for one another, and may your days be merry and bright.